You know, if I don't know anybody, I'd swear I had the cancer, David. Why would you say that? Uh, just a dramatic way to start a podcast. <laughs> one one host says to another, I got the cancer. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Test results came in. I definitely have breast cancer. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Didn't uh, Meatloaf have breast cancer in Fight Club? Wasn't that, wasn't that what he had bitch no, tits? No, um, he, he didn't have breast cancer, but he did have... Um, bitch tits. Well, maybe... Yeah, he had bitch tits because of like, some testosterone versus hormone thing that fucked up, and he like would uh, have swelling in his breast area. Well, look, the training was... I'm remembering, right? Yeah. Training wheels are off, folks. Binge Watchers is going back to... This one goes to 11. And if you don't like Rockstar as well, then, you know, don't go to the high school dance and don't try to rivals with David because you're just not cool enough to be with Dangerous. Isn't that right, Dangerous? Oh, yeah. Dude, like, uh, something's been in the air. I guess I have to watch uh, This is Spinal Tap again. Like that, So much of that shit's been popping up in my world lately. That I need to rewatch it. Yeah, and your phone's always listening to you. So if you have a conversation about something, or it's it's beyond a Google <laughs> Google search at this point. Like it's literally listening for keywords. Because you, <laughs> you can wake up and be like, I feel like barbecue today. Boom, ten barbecue coupons on your phone. Ten <laughs> articles about barbecue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's kind of true. Later on, one of us. Later on tonight, one of us will get an advertisement to buy Spinal Tap on on Ultra HD. Just watch. Uh, well, I have the Blu-ray, not Ultra HD. Oh, yeah. but... Man, speaking of movies that are floating around that are classics, two slightly younger adults than me, okay? Same generation, just the other end of the spectrum here. Um, they may or may not be co-workers in my day job, but I obviously can't just throw them under the bus by saying who they are in case they ever happen. I know they're not listening to the show, but in case they ever did. <laughs> um... They didn't understand, they, they, they watched Dirt, well, one of them has only seen the previews for Dirty Dancing, and knows that Patrick Swayze existed, hasn't seen the movie, has no interest in seeing the movie, and the, the, the other person in the conversation who saw the movie said she didn't understand why people loved the movie so much. And I'm like, and that's the last time I go on a lunch date with these motherfuckers at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, how like, how old are they though, dude? They're what, respectively, like twenty six and twenty eight. Well, that says it all right there, dude. Like, think about that for just a hot minute. They're about ten years younger than us. No, not so, quite, because I'm not thirty eight. You're not thirty eight. And no, well, close to. Well, David, you I stop just, aging at a certain point. I mean, twenty nine. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I, Okay, but, okay, but I'm 29 plus. <laughs> Actually, if we were rich, we would stop aging because we were just going for blood transfusions like three times a month. I think I think that's yourself just a thing. blood boy. 
I think just that ten year or that the age gap of what they are mm. just uh just makes a difference, man. You know, it's just like um we I mean, we know like the big stuff from the seventies and sixties, but I mean I'm sure there's like a lot of like smaller movies, you know, like I haven't seen Love Story, I'm aware yeah. of it. No, but... I, I look listen, I assume there's movies we haven't got around to. But we're not like getting around to a movie and going, I don't know why people don't like this. like I don't know why people say so many good things about this movie. Da 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 okay, I'm not gonna be a total dick and say there might be generational movies that are unique to a generation that only generation likes. But Dirty Dancing is a universal fucking story, first of all. And and it should it should appeal to more than just one generation or the other. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's kind of, I mean, because that movie already took place like 20 years, 25 years before. It was already a period piece by the time it came out. Well, but here's the thing. And I'm also surrounded, like, but it, it talks about people on the Catskills. And the people going to the Catskills would be the old money from New England. Like, where I live, it would be like the the people that were banging each other on the Mayflower. And then, like, stayed in Boston their whole life. Bred for several generations. And they hang out in Connecticut, New Hampshire, New England, they got a summer house in, in New York or something. They'd be the ones going to the Catskills and Dirty Dancing, and, and I'm surrounded by all of their children, so w- why these people wouldn't like a movie like Dirty Dancing when it's a, about their culture in some aspects? Actually, no, it's anti-wasp. It's not, it's, it's, it's not pro-wasp, it's anti-wasp. So, I was going to say, because from their point of view, then it'd be about a movie about the help. So maybe that's why it's going over somebody's head, because they could be like this yuppie spawn. You know what I mean? And it's like, they're not going to get it. It's going to go right over their head. <laughs> if you show a movie about people with problems to people who don't have any problems, they probably don't get it. That, yeah, that's pretty true. Although, I, I am tired of hearing like somebody like Pete Davidson talk about, like, yeah, it sucks. His dad was a fireman. His dad died. His dad sounds like a real good dude. He's a, he sounds like a fucking prick. You're rich. You're on Saturday Night Live. You're dating supermodels and actresses. You got no fucking problems. Don't tell me how depressed you are. Real depression. How about not having a job, not having a place to live, and people don't think you're funny, and you're still trying to be a comedian? Show me that, Pete Davidson. And then maybe you got a reason to complain. This Pete Davidson, go fuck yourself. Don't use your depression as a way to, like, get a paycheck, brother. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Why? Oh, man. Uh. That's what every comedian, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say every comedian, but like so many comedians do that shit. They exploit their, uh, yeah, maybe illness. like, but I think he was like, how do you get a raise on Saturday Night Live? You don't show up for rehearsals. You text everybody that you're going to kill yourself and then you get a raise and you're back on Saturday Night Live the next day. <laughs> Is that how that works? Is that how that works, David? Hey, if he found the secret, good on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a loophole here. You want more money in Hollywood? Do something fucked up. Because unfortunately, if I texted everybody I'm going to kill myself in my job, they'd just be like, all right, well, um, sorry. (laughs) No. Not really. They'd they'd try to work it out with me because they're all social workers, but they uh, would not be able to give me a raise. Man. (laughs) You know who sounds like an all-time complainer? And granted, if uh, Kevin Spacey touched his penis when he was a teenager, he's got a right to complain. But not for the rest of his career. Not about everybody else. Um, what's that guy's name? Who's in Rent? Anthony Rapp. Yeah, Anthony Rapp. And he's like on Star Trek Discovery. His new story is that... Um, and I, he said Now he's saying Yul Brynner punched him when he was 10 or whatever. Like, punched him backstage on The King and I. 
<laughs> Yul Brenner? Yeah. That's the news story. I got I got punched by Yul Brenner. Man. I, okay, so maybe that's my problem. Not people that are using their oppression to to make more money in Hollywood. Maybe it's just like Hollywood complainers. Or like people that are like trying to one up themselves in Hollywood by like just these random stories that they're kicking out. Well I also feel like he's a huge bitch too, by the way. Like like granted, maybe terrible things happen to him, but I also think he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, I generally think he's a douchebag. Hmm? Sorry. <laughs> I don't have enough opinion about him. Yeah. The t- I hadn't heard of the Neil Brenner yeah, thing until just uh, now. The 10 Anthony Rapp, or what's his name? Did you say Anthony Rapp? Anthony Rapp, yeah. Yeah, Anthony Rapp. So the 10 Anthony Rapp fans out there are like, oh, don't talk about Anthony Rapp that way. The Rappmeister? I, I only have a soft spot for him because he was in Days and Confused, but that doesn't mean I like hold his career dear. <laughs> and you know what? And if we talk about typecasting and we talk about people perfect for the role, I could see that's Linklater who directed that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could see Linklater sitting down going, you know what? I need a real bitch. I need somebody that just complains all the time, has a bad attitude, and will just go around saying that people are punching him in the stomach. You know what? Let me get Anthony Rapp. Get him down here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. That's such a great story, though. <laughs> like, think about that. That sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. Like, if they had to create a random celebrity in a random situation, like, oh, yeah, just say, uh, Yo Brenner punched Anthony Rapp in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it, until the. Until, just tell him I mean, punched you right in the stomach. It just sounds random to me. <laughs> it is random. It's not on my phone. I'm like, I'm just so sick of this guy. I mean, technically, spoiler alert. Uh, he did technically die in Discovery already, but I think they brought him back from like the little micro dimension, or I don't know what the hell. Sorry, David, I just broke your heart. Your Anthony Rapp dies. I don't care. Guess. Like I said, I just like days confused, but uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure I've seen him in other things, but I can't tell you what. Man. My man David had to go in like office space and work on the weekend. Not cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although I, I had the choice to say no. I just like uh, the extra time money. Um, listen, folks, our releases are on time. Can you believe that? Our our episodes are getting released on time. That's a new thing. We haven't we haven't been consistent in like several seasons. So season nine's looking up, folks. Um, this episode is supposed to be about Kevin. All the Kevins. As many Kevins as we can cram in um, to one episode. But honestly, I was doing Kevin lists the other day, and literally, I was telling Dave, I was getting bored reading about the Kevins, and I kept dropping my phone, dropping my pen. It was not good. Usually what quiets my brain in the middle of the night, I saw this article about millennials watching, like the only reason that I have Netflix is to watch The Office, and that's literally the reason that I have Netflix. Like, I literally, like... To quiet the storm in my brain, I run it down with old episodes of The Office. Um, That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you're not the only one. I've heard that. Uh, like, I, I don't, I don't want, you know, I, there's, there's shows I love, but, like, I don't find myself, like, uh, re-watching stuff on a constant loop. Like, I will randomly pop in, like, oh, I feel like watching The Simpsons, or I think the other night we decided to watch a couple episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Hmm. But, uh, but I typically don't uh, go back and rewatch as much old stuff, or at least old TV shows like I used to. Part of that's because I don't have cable TV to just 
slip on in the random middle of a, I don't know, married with children or something. Yeah. Well, there's a movie fan whose name is Kimberly O'Brien, and she put together all the actors named Kevin. And I sent Dave this list from IMDb. So, of course, you know, it's got your front runners, like your, uh, your Costner, your Kevin Klein, your Kevin Bacon, your Kevin Smith, Kevin Pollock. Although I didn't click Kevin, but I don't know, I didn't write down, damn it, I did not write down who I think is the best. I didn't get to Kevin Pollock, and I didn't get to, uh, Kevin Nealon. Oh, well, oh see, I, 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 well, what I did is I went, I went through that whole list and like, uh, I just took my favorite Kevins and then I chose my favorite movie from each one or each one was in. Where the hell did my Kevin list go? You better bitch. I had my Kevin list out. I was just literally reading it in front of the computer. Oh, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Dead air, dead air. That's what uh, the character Frank says, who's played by Danny DeVito. And all of a sudden in Philadelphia, they make an episode where they're trying to make a podcast. It's like season four, maybe? And he's sitting there eating crackers and playing sound effects. And then it turns into like morning sports radio is kind of how, what it turns into. I don't remember that one. But they have so many episodes in there. Yeah, that's just Dave adjusting his chair and his microphone at the same time. No worries. Um, yeah, I got Kevin Hart, Costner, Klein, Bacon, and I wrote Kevin Dillon. I, I don't know why I wrote... That's why I was falling asleep. I just wanted to make sure I wrote down that there is another Dillon besides Matt, and then he was in movies. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I I chose Costner, Klein, Bacon, Pollock, Nealon, Dillon, Corrigan, and McCarthy. All right, so if you got... Okay, so... As long as you have some Pollock entries and some Nealon entries, then I'm not even going to dig them out of my phone. Um, I'll start with my least favorite, Kevin, although he's pretty hot right now. He has a certain appeal. Kevin Hart. Um, had some recent controversy about dropping out of hosting the Oscars for blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. For a joke he made like 12 years ago. Again, humans are being fucking weird right now about everything. I wouldn't be surprised if one day somebody actually listened to an older podcast of ours and dug some shit out of the trash and said, look what they're fucking talking about. Um, so, I think Kevin Hart's best movie is probably Get Hard, where, uh, um, what's his name, Will Ferrell's character is like a, I don't know, a Wall Streeter who's about to go to jail on some fraud charges, and Kevin Hart pretends to be a guy who went to prison to teach him how to survive in jail. Did you ever see that one? No, I missed that one. Yeah, I think I'd to see it. Yeah, I think that's probably Kevin Hart's funniest movie. Um, <laughs> I don't get his appeal, man. Like, he, I mean, well, no, I take that back. I understand why people like him, but he just, he doesn't tickle my funny bone. Yeah, he's not your top Kevin, I get it. Um, but here's one thing that I, I'm, not, I'm not happy about, but it doesn't surprise me. He's apparently going to play Dan Aykroyd's character in the Great Outdoors remake. No, not jo- not Dan Aykroyd's character. He's gonna play John Candy's character in the remake, The Great Outdoors. Um, okay. <laughs> <You're> like, sure. <laughs> if you if you couldn't hear that, folks, that's David grinding his teeth. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't I don't hold The Great Outdoors like to any kind of like uh, it's not oh. one of my favorite. Oh, never mind. I thought you'd be offended by that. No, but I mean, it just comes down to like, are we that fucking devoid of all ideas? No, we're just not like, producing. We're just not producing anything. There's so many ideas. 
There are so like many we're, we're scraping. I mean, the Great Outdoors isn't a bad movie, but I mean, it's not like they're not even aiming for the top tier stuff anymore. Because mm. uh, I mean, come on, let's face it. I mean, that's like they're, second or third tier. They're bargain binning. That, that means a producer went to Walmart, saw the three dollar bin, found a copy of Great Outdoors, and goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> you know, like, like they have a um they have a dirty Ron scoundrels um remake with uh well they fold you um fuck what did they renamed it um but there's one with uh, uh rebel wilson and Anne hathaway coming out that's a remake of dirty Ron scoundrels but then they changed the name uh but oh, again it's I just another yeah it seems very similar to that you're right well, no, it is. I mean, and if you look in the credits, it'll say based on Dirty Ron. You know, it was I think originally supposed to be called Dirty Ron Scoundrels, but with oh. the, you know. So, so that's how they're going to get you. They're just going to change the titles. I think is it called Rotten or I don't know. Um, but I just come up with your own ideas. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm getting to that old man thing of like, oh, I'm tired of sequels, remakes, and blah blah blah. Yeah, you sound like though, an old man. You're starting to ramble there, David. <laughs> Sorry. Substance about although Kevin's. I went, although I did just go see a remake, so I guess I'm part of the problem. Dumbo? No, no, I'm gonna go see that on Thursday. I uh, know I went and saw a new Pet Cemetery. All right. Well, okay. Well, this spring is a crazy time for movies, and, and now I'm digressing. Now I'm taking us on a uh, like a side discussion. Um, I would see, be seeing four movies in a row if I didn't miss Dumbo when it came out. It would have been Dumbo, Shazam, and then uh, and then I got the new Hellboy coming out, and then of course. The conclusion to the Infinity War, so that's like four weeks in a row of movies, straight up. It's ridiculous. That used to be a week for me, dude. Like, do you remember when I used to go see like every fucking new movie that came out each week? Like the small independent ones, the big ones. I just don't. Well, well a, I live in an area that doesn't carry everything, and B, I just who has the fucking energy or time? <laughs> or the student loan debt? Am I right? Right. <laughs> like what you're you're out there wondering how could this man afford to see all these new movies all at once how did dave survive at the theater student loans <laughs> like take out a student loan <laughs> oh man oh wow oh that was man high finance days oh uh, man anyway kevin's all right yeah Kevin. um well, let's see i'm sure we're gonna hit on some of the same movies in the costner area well, I just I just chose my favorite front because I figured uh, since we're trying to stick to a shorter format, yeah. yep. I just chose a f- my favorite singular one of each. Go for it. Uh, well, Costner, I chose um, a Perfect World, which I think I've talked about here before, which is a Kevin Costner movie directed. Um, he's on the lamb. He kidnapped a boy. He did he escape from? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. I am saying it's my favorite anyway, one of my favorite movies. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I got the, I got the company, the company man. He's, uh, he plays like a handyman who's like the brother-in-law of Ben Affleck's character in that movie. Have you seen this? Like people I've get laid, yeah, people, people get laid off in the suburbs of Boston, at, like this transportation and massive like contracting company. And then, uh, they're like putting their lives back together and like Costner is in that is just a supporting role, but he's pretty good. And then the Guardian is another weird choice. Like I don't know if you saw that with the Coast Guard, where he's the Coast Guard instructor. Uh, no, I missed that one. All right. I remember it coming out. The obvious choices would be Dancing with Wolves. Again, that's him at the top of his game. Or Waterworld. Uh, or yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I like. I mentioned the other ones because if people want to go and find his more obscure movies that are actually good, 
then right. I threw out the Company Man and the Guardian. But if you just want his classics, his greatest hits, then it's Dancing with Wolves, uh, Field of Dreams, uh, Prince of Thieves, The Bodyguard. You know, if you do, you know what I mean, Roundabout, right. you know, Bull Durham, right? So you can see the the Costner list. He's probably the top Kevin of the top Kevins. You know, like his list goes on and on. Um, right. Who's up next? Let's see. Uh, it is uh, Klein, Kevin nice. Klein. Nice. Um. He's another one of those. He's done a lot of great movies. I went with something a little more uh, probably people don't know about or haven't seen. It's called Life is a House. Uh, that almost made my list, but did not. I, I kind of, I mean, it is it is kind of schmaltzy, but I don't know, man. There's something about that movie that just works for me. Uh, he's an architect who's dying of cancer, and he wants to build a house with his son because uh, his son is estranged and a goth. And, you know, that was the thing in the late 90s, early 2000s that, your kids are goth, they're going to be a killer or something. I don't know. <laughs> why don't you tell them why you really like this movie, David? Uh, you got you got Darth Vader giving a blowjob to a random dude in a car. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about, like, Miss, uh, um, what's her name? Mary Steenburgen being the, like, ta- uh, neighborhood MILF. That's like <laughs> fucking the neighborhood boys, <laughs> teenage boys. Uh, yeah, I guess I could have gone with that one, too. That would have been just as equally as good, but no. Anytime I can get you to question your heterosexuality is uh, going to be worth the joke, David. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, oh, I got Trey. Do you remember that movie where he's like trying to find the missing kids who the, the cartel shuffles around as like slaves or whatever? Do you remember? Uh, really no, funny. I mean, I remember when it came out, but I didn't get to it. All right, um, that's pretty good. And, uh, well, Big Chill, Pinnacle. Because he's like the everyman in that movie. Like, uh, he's surrounded by all these people that have a bunch of dysfunctions, but. I feel like he's the backbone of that group of friends. Like well, he, He's kind of like the straight man, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, like he's the mountain of like just resilience to make everybody else feel better about everything, including his psychotic wife who cheated on him and who's still there. <laughs> um, uh, he also did uh, another one of his big ones, uh, is Fish Called Wanda, which I just barely watched for the first time not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is fucking hilarious. Like he's his character is, wants to be smart so bad, and yet he's really just a fucking idiot. Uh, he's been, like the most pretentious character you've ever met. I can't read some of my choices on his. It looks like scribbles. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> he was the. Um, he played this like Lothario in uh, "I Love You to Death." I don't know if you saw that one. I know. I've always heard it's a good movie, but I've never gotten to it. Yeah. Um, and then next on my list is Bacon. Bacon, man, Bacon, that was a tough one because, I mean, you can choose a million things with Bacon. Um, cause hell, he's done like, a, uh, he's, he's done movies where he's been the star. He's been like the third or fourth, you know, just character pops in for a scene. Like he's done so many fucking movies. Mm, well, I mean, listen, I mean, you can go classic, you can go Footloose or you can go, uh, Hell Whitewater Summer. Yeah, Whitewater Summer almost made my list. Um, I went with well, tra- him playing Valentine in Tremors is my all-time favorite Kevin Bacon movie, hands down. I like that movie. Um, I think it's called Quicksilver, where he plays the bike courier after he loses all his parents' money on like a Wall Street trade that goes wrong. Um, it's like a thriller, but uh, I got Flatliners on here. Him and Sutherland at like their best group of friends that knock each other to death and then like <laughs> revive each other after these nightmares and. It's crazy. Um, a big picture, 
where he plays the film director that gets his like. Oh character. right. Um, and then more modern would be. Did you ever see Death Sentence? Where yes, where yeah. it's basically Death Wish. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. His daughter or son dies, and he's out for his, revenge. His, well, yeah, like he's about to send his son off to college, and then they happen to stop for gas, and then like they get attacked by like a street gang, street gang, or some a little group of people that are out of control, and then like. It just continues to escalate, and then he's like, he just like snaps when the kid's in a coma. He just like fucking snaps, and like, then he's like, all right. And I think his whole family dies, right? Like his wife and his other daughter, they're dead, and the kids I in a coma, so. and, and the son's in a coma or something. But he basically, you just, you just watch like Kevin Bacon like dissolve as a human in that movie as the violence escalates. So it's it's a straight up exploitation movie, but it's done yeah. well. It hits all the marks. Um, and again, like I said, I, I wrote down Kevin Dillon, who's Matt Dillon's brother, who's been in a couple of movies. Was he in that right. Comet movie? Am I thinking of the right movie he's in? He's in like a 80s horror movie, right? Well, the so, blob, he's probably the one I wrote down, which was The Blob. Oh, yeah, The Blob. That's what it is. I keep mixing that up with Night of the Comet for some, for some reason. Well, it's, it's that same era, but it's actually The Blob is fucking great. Um, the That's special effects, the, the yeah, it is, but it's I, I personally think it's better than the original. It's one of those... Uh, oh. One of those, one of those ones to me. It's, but I mean, it's also got um, what's his name? Um, Frank Darabont, who went on to direct Shawshank Redemption, of course, wrote the script. Like he was a horror guy for a long time, which is why he ended up with Shawshank, because uh, he, you know, Stephen King and a horror guy. I'll say this: like Frank Darabont is a mean, taciturn, fucking taskmaster, dictator, bastard, but he makes some really good shit. Yeah, he does. Oh, I just want to make a quick mention uh, before we move on. Um, I forgot to tell you my top uh, Kevin Bacon movie, which was Stir of Echoes. Which oh, is yeah. A great, which is a great underrated, like, ghost. Almost uh, made my list. Ghost mystery that um, I think kind of gets uh, tossed aside. It's like kind of like a ring, but not with a videotape. Okay, Pollock, um, he does a bunch of comedy, but I chose a drama. He was in Casino, which was a really uh, good movie. Um, Neilan, I chose probably the worst movie he's ever been in, but he was the funniest part. Uh, Bucky Larson, uh, Born to be a Star, which is a terrible fucking wow. movie. But, but he had, <laughs> but he's the only thing that made me laugh in it, so that says something. Um, and so then You didn't choose a few good men for Pollock. That surprises me. Um, I got to go with Scorsese in Casino, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'll just what I was going to say. I was just going to mention two other good one, two character actors, uh, Corrigan, uh, who my chosen Buffalo sixty six, and he's been he's one of those guys that's been in a million fucking things. Um, a million things without you recognizing him, but if you saw him, you'd start to feel familiar. I think that's why. Like he's that guy with the yeah. face, you yeah. know. Uh, and then McCarthy, who goes all the way back to the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but uh, he's in UHF as the uh, bad reporter for the uh, – or the dickhead reporter for the other uh, station. Huh. You know what you're going to do? You're going to find out where else you can find binge watchers on the internet. It's a vast wasteland, but you know what? Let's point you in the right direction. You can go to Facebook at binge watchers. You can find our page there. Pretty awesome, cool stuff. A little video post, some funny things there. Also, episodes, yeah, yeah. Um, you can also check us out Twitter, binge underscore wanters, and you can find my personal Instagram at real John T. May on Instagram, of course. All right, have a good night, folks. We'll see you next time.